Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. Welcome to Beer Nuts, a weekly excursion into the world of craft beer. Brought to you by MichiganBeerGuide.com. And now, here are the Beer Nuts. It's 119, it's Thanksgiving Beers episode. Chris, I'm in Detroit tonight. My last check-in on Untapped was oh, Narwhal Imperial Stout from last week's show, which is available on ChristopherMedia.net. LJR here down on the island in uh, Gross Hill. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. My last untapped check-in was just moments ago. I finished off a New Glarus Cherry Stout from Wisconsin. And this is Dugout in Clawson, Michigan. And my last untapped check-in was courtesy of Uncle Pete. It's a Chateau Rancho Brute IPA. Which was uh, from Fort Rock Brewing Company. Lights out, man! Thank you very much for that one. Oh, you're welcome, Dugout. Uncle Pete in Rockwood, Michigan, and I don't have my untapped running right now, but <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking. Uh, uh, I know I had one of Dugout's home brews uh, the other night. Um, the the Scotch Porter. No, it was uh, it was the Baltic Porter, yeah, with the the Scotch um, Laphroaig, um wood chips in there, and man, was that a smoky, tasty beer! What'd you call that one, Dugout? What was that? I have to look it up. I'll look it up while we're I, on the show. I got. I'm not running the app right now. Do you ever make that Polar Nights anymore, Doug? I haven't made that one. No, that was a one and done. Never oh, got wow. re- redone again. Um, but I did another hot pepper beer. I did not do one this year because they take so long to consume. Um, like those are good for uh, those are good for winter time. You know, you talk about warming you up on the inside. Oh yeah, and and sometimes it just hits you the wrong way, and you're like, oh my god, this is ridiculously <laughs> hot. <laughs> yeah. JR says, bring it on. <laughs> Absolutely. Bring it on. All right. All right. Well, uh, I think we're going to start with Uncle Pete tonight. Pete, did you want to talk about the Sierra Nevada now, or you want to make that like a halftime hipster tipster? Oh, we can talk about it now since we had our last um, podcast episode celebration of uh, Sierra Nevada and talked about their celebration beer and we actually celebrated them as a brewery and a number of their other beers that we shared and tasted. And uh, continuing good news out of Sierra Nevada is uh, is now they're uh, reaching out to breweries across the country to uh, brew a beer, all the same IPA uh, called Resilience, all the same recipe, with the idea being that uh, if we can get... Uh, a big batch of resilience brewed across the country and get it sold in the markets across the country. The proceeds and profits from this beer would go to the fund uh, to help the the people that are affected by the camp fire in Northern California. So, again, kudos to uh, Sierra Nevada for um, you know bringing the the craft beer and the beer industry together. 
uh, around a common cause, a good cause, a great cause, and especially around Thanksgiving and the holidays and all of these poor folks that are affected by the fire aren't able to celebrate uh, in the same spirit that, that most of us who are more for, fortunate at this time are able to do. So uh, God bless here in Nevada for the thought, and I hope that all the breweries out there that have been asked uh, take up the challenge. And we look forward to finding the resilience uh, pale ale uh, in our market as soon as possible so that we can purchase it and have some of those uh, those monies go towards a good cause. Think of it this Amen. way, other brewers. Sierra Nevada sharing a recipe. Take, take a little bit of notes. Good stuff, though. Good yeah. stuff. Another reason to celebrate craft beer. Yeah. Yep, it's great the way the industry comes together and like a band of brothers to help someone in need. And it's a great tie into Thanksgiving, so be thankful for what you have. You know, think of the people that uh, are without their home, um, may have lost a loved one, really tough times for some of those folks, and uh, at least uh, there's some small way the brewery, brewery community, the craft brewery community can give back and help those people rebuild and and uh, get their lives back in order. So, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. So, I think it's a bad, it's a, it's a bad day to be my pants. <laughs> 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 Just because well, they're going to expand, that's what I'm saying. I'm yeah. not saying anything else. <laughs> this is the day you I'm bust touch that one. You bust out the elastic pants, right? Get out the stretchy pants, man. Yeah. <laughs> Sweat pants. And of course, it started today because she started, you know, already pre-making some of the some of the dishes so that it all doesn't hit at once tomorrow. Taste this. Try this. Taste that. So and speaking of tasting, we're going to taste a beer. How about that? Yeah. All righty. So let's get this party started. Uh, this episode, we want to talk about um, beers that we're choosing to kick off the Thanksgiving weekend and the Thanksgiving holiday. And uh, what I've chosen is Anderson Valley uh, Salted Caramel Bourbon Barrel Aged Porter. This is a porter beverage aged six months in wild turkey bourbon barrels. And as it's fitting for Thanksgiving, there's a great picture of a wild turkey on the label. So that was one that caught my eye as I was digging through my cellar. Uh, there's also a picture of a bear with uh, deer antlers. <laughs> um, I guess that would be otherwise known as a beer. A bear and a deer. Get ah. it? Yeah, I see what they did there. Uh, but that's the Anderson Valley's uh, normal. Uh, what do they call that? Uh, logo kind of a thing. Um, but anyway, salted caramel bourbon barrel aged porter. So let's give it a try. And I'll admit I've already opened it and gave it a little try, but I'm going to try some more. So really nice tan head on this. Um, hold it up to the light. It's not totally black. There is around the edges some, uh, you know, reddish uh, brown uh, hints of sparkle. And, oh, it's got a nice sweet smell, a little bit of an oaky, uh, bourbony smell with some sweetness in there. Kind of like a burnt sugar. Mm. Boy, the mouthfeel is, is really not a real heavy mouthfeel. 
porters for me, you know, unless they're imperial porter, they're typically not too big on the mouthfeel for me, um, which is great. They still have a lot of robust flavors. Uh, this one, uh, you would think, would be really sweet, being salted caramel, and it, it has a great sweetness, but it's not an overbearing sweetness and not so cloyingly sweet that my mouth is all sticky and stuff like that. So it's just a nice uh, medium-bodied uh, beverage. Um, the sweetness comes through very mild on the... Um, the bourbon barrel uh, flavor or the effects of the bourbon, but I do get a woodiness to it, um, some really um, mild oak flavors, not a lot of char, not a lot of coffee, um, but it is uh, coming now in the late part here after uh, having a sip, uh, just a hint of salt. And uh, when I read about this beer uh, online, uh, it says this slightly sweet porter is brewed with a select addition of crystal malts and sea salt to create flavors of peanut brittle and caramel uh, without being cloying. The medium body and mouthfeel lay the perfect foundation to support rich vanilla, oak, and bourbon flavors imparted by the extended aging in wild turkey barrels. Oh, this is cool. Food pairings. Get this. They recommend pairing it with chocolate-covered bacon. <laughs> nice. <laughs> now, who could argue with that, man? I mean, come on. Uh, bread pudding or a grilled ham and Gruyere panini. So, wow. uh, I'll go for the chocolate. That's a fancy <laughs> name for a ham sandwich, by the way, everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll do the ham and cheese. That sounds good. Ham and cheese sounds good. But a low, low bitterness, 16 IBU, and actually a low alcohol level at only 6% uh, alcohol by volume. So, uh, really, a very nice beer. You know, if you were going to be a guest, say, at a Thanksgiving dinner or any particular party this holiday season, this would be a fun beer, I think, to take along and share with uh, people. It's, you know, I consider it a bit of a novelty when you, you start talking some of these flavored beers, you know, salted caramel. Uh, I'm going to end up drinking this bomber by myself, and I'm not going to complain. But uh, normally it'd be great to share with somebody and or a few others uh, and give everybody a taste so they can appreciate uh, a salted caramel porter aged in a bourbon barrel. So Anderson Brewing in Boonville, California, which is um, uh, it's a little ways south of uh, Chico in Sierra Nevada. It's still in part of the country where fires are, you know, high potential risk there. Um, I think they're not far from Russian River. And uh, also not far from uh, Mendocino Brewing uh, along the coast, the Pacific Coast. Uh, as I lived in California for a number of years, I know I've driven through Boonville on my way over to the coast. <clears throat> but uh, interesting beer, and I'd recommend it um, over the holidays. It's a great holiday kickoff beer. So cheers. Well, it sounds delicious. Really yeah, it really is. It's it's not an overbearing candyish beer. It's just got a nice porter base with that little car caramelly sweetness and uh, light barrel effect. So, 
you know, low alcohol. It's not like the big, uh, the big whales that you can get that are, and we'll get to some of those later, the, the big barrel-aged to high alcohol beers uh, as we get into the show. Good stuff. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's 6%. We're starting on the low end. It's, we're, in, we're in for a party tonight. Yeah, well, I'm thankful, nonetheless. <laughs> yes. All right, well, I guess now it is my turn. Uh, I'm up next. Uh, brewery, brewery Vivant. Uh, is that a Michigan brewery, guys? Yes. Grand Rapids. Yes. yes I thought so, but it's, uh, I didn't want to look it up, <laughs> quite honestly. But Brewery of Vivant, uh, just I'm a music guy, and the, the, the name and the label of this beer uh, caught my eye, and I was like, why not? Also, the style. It's called Tart Side of the Moon. It is a tart imperial stout. It is 9% ABV. And just reading from the can here, because uh, it's really what I, I read it went, yes, I will try that. Uh, it says, one of our most anticipated and highly talked about specialty releases. Big dark chocolate notes and hints of black cherries erupt from this hearty stout. We kettle soured a portion of the brew and blended it back for a slight tartness on the finish. No adjuncts are added to this beer. These robust layers of flavors are yeast-driven. Listen to the lunatic in your head and enjoy. Uh, oh, there's also glassware and pairing on this one as well. Uh, a goblet of small tulip allows one to... We know about the flash. Uh, uh, blue cheese, charred steak, black cherries, and chocolate cake all work magic on your palate with this beer. Uh, and I, uh, yeah, I drank ahead, not gonna lie. Uh, when I poured this thing in the glass, I was remarking to, to dug out, uh, before the, we would record, this literally looks like motor oil. I know we make the joke all the time, but this looks like I could put it in my car. It is that dark. It's got that kind of viscosity to it. Uh, it had a nice, thick, like, brownish head on it. And let's taste it again. I mean, it's got a nice velvety, thick mouthfeel, and then it's 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 got that chocolate up front, and then the, those cherries they talk about kicking in the back, and the chocolate mellows it out. You know, you're you you it's you're expecting you know, especially if you're not a fan of cherries, that that tartness is going to come up, and it's gonna and it's gonna make you you know make that tart face, but that chocolate I think really mellows it out. And is yeah, this is really good, and I'm enjoying it. And I'm not mad that I'm saddled with three more of these. It's Thanksgiving weekend; it's a holiday. So yeah, Brewery Ravant, uh they have been on the show many times. You guys speak highly of them, and yeah, another another home run as far as I'm concerned. Carry that burden well, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The other thing, man, if you ever get a chance to go to Brewery Vaunt in Grand Rapids, I'm sure Dugout's probably been there more often than I, but. You know, in my two visits there, the great food, great atmosphere, um, almost a must-stop if you go to Grand Rapids. I'm sure dugout can expand. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Really good food, um, incredible draft lists. Uh, they run a lot of sours, a lot of oak age, uh, but they also do their own twist on some other styles. Most of it does tend to run towards the sour and tart. Um, it's in an old funeral home. A lot of people mistake it for being Ooh, a church, but uh, yeah, one side's, <laughs> one side's the chapel and one the other side's where they did all the other stuff, and uh, so kind of creepy a little bit. It just does. It's not like a really old old one, so just uh, it's 
without that going for it. It's in a cool neighborhood, though. I loved it. I, I went a couple times, and my most memorable was the morning before the Winter Beer Fest in Grand Rapids, or the morning of the Winter Beer Fest, before the Beer Fest opened. Uh, we went to a brewer's breakfast at Brewery Vivant, and they served up breakfast, and you could order any beers you wanted to go with your breakfast. And I just had a fantastic meal with great beers. And one thing that I remember that really stuck out is they had, if you cared to have coffee with your breakfast, which I like to do, they had been serving their coffee on nitro. (laughs) And to have one of those creamy, just uh, nitro-laden, you know, coffees was just really cool. I thought that was the bomb. Yeah, I finally got to try that when I was in the Northwest. Yeah, yeah, if you ever see nitro coffee, get it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a treat. Well, good choice, man. Tart side of the moon. Yeah. We can tell it's, wow. tell it's November. There's a couple kinds of stouts in my fridge. And I do love the label on that. It's, it's got like the uh, prism from the Pink Floyd album, Dark Side of the Moon. Mm-hmm. Very similar uh, looking. And going through a tulip glass. Some hops, some barley, some water on there. Yeah. Yeah. Good, Good stuff. Take. If you Good drink take a couple of those, you'll be comfortable enough. Oh. Wrong album. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all that you taste. Yes. All that you see. All you feel. Which would be, okay. after a few of these, feel nothing. <laughs> I feel happy. Yeah. So I believe Dugout is next, climbing up the ladder, heading up to 12, 12 and a half. Yeah, I have this beer here from Perrin Brewing, and um, the reason I picked it is part of a a two-bottle set, and it's the other bottle that I'm bringing to Thanksgiving dinner tomorrow, and the other bottle is called Perrin Reserve. It's a Russian Imperial Stout aged in brandy barrels with raisins, and something else, but it sounds incredible, like a port. Uh, this is the other bottle in the box, and it came with a cool little glass. And uh, this is uh, their malted milk ball stout, Imperial Porter, aged in oak bur- bourbon barrels for nine months. It's uh, a 12% ABV. And I believe the side of the bottle is actually readable this time. Great label. It's uh, silver uh, on black. And uh, paying homage to one of our favorite treats, we de- deconstruct the flavor profile of a malted milk ball to create a malt beverage brewed with lactose, spiced with vanilla, and cacao nibs. We then laid it down to age for nine months in oak bourbon barrels. So I'm not seeing which um, which type of bourbon or Woodford Reserve or whatever. I thought it was Woodford Reserve. It was Woodford. That's right. I did see that. Yep. Woodford Reserve with the barrels. So I uh, pour this out. It's got um, it's pretty dark, but it's not. It's not like Christmas beer where it was like motor oil. You couldn't see through it. This you can see some light through it, but it is an imperial porter. So it definitely doesn't have that thickness of a stout. Um, now the nose off immediately is bourbon, like really fresh bourbon smell. Uh, so I'm guessing this is just a r- relatively new to being bottled. Um, and then I also get some serious chocolate, like real chocolate, not like 
beer juice. It's just like whatever uh, coconut nibs they used were really fresh and strong and come through really good in the nose. I do get a little bit of alcohol burn on the first sip, um, but then it, it flows into chocolate and you get the milk of the lactose, so it's sort of like uh, drinking a candy bar in a way, and you mentioned candy beers, but this doesn't have that sweetness. Everything is just um, based on the flavors of the, of the cocoa and the, and the milk sugar and, um, you know, the roastiness of the malts um, and the vanilla. It, it really does, uh, oh, like if you dipped, like the candy Whoppers, if you dip that and like put it in your bourbon, start chewing it and drink the bourbon, that's it's almost like kind of similar. <laughs> oh, cool! Yeah, it's 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 got that characteristic of it. Now, um, in the U.S. here, we have Whoppers, and in the U.K., Ireland, Europe, they have Maltesers, and huh. um, the Maltesers use a much higher quality of chocolate in them, so. Just saying, if you're ever at World Market or something like that, look those up. Okay. Because, because it will ruin your conception of what um, Whoppers are. You <laughs> never like, want to have another one again. You have a Whopper, you're like, what are these, what's this garbage? <laughs> yeah. Spit it out. <laughs> the rejects. But, you know, I, I love this style of beer. I love this um, sort of adjunct combination. I've made a malted milk ball stout before. Um, I actually used real malted milk in it and it added some to the fermentation and um, it was really an interesting beer, kind of a fun beer to make, a lot of steps involved. But, and for the body on this one is for a 12% beer, it's like sort of a thin to medium, but it comes across as, as a true quarter in that sense. Um, yeah. You know, where the, where the body's not real thick, because you right. don't usually find that in a quarter. That's right. Uh, or traditional, anyways. That's what I thought of the salted caramel porter too. You know, the the mouthfeel and the body was on the lighter end. Yeah, which is I mean, okay. It, yeah, with a beer like this, it's twelve percent. It's got sort of that semi-sweet bitter chocolate to it. So easy to drink, and it goes down so well. I mean, you do feel a little bit of that alcohol burn, but yeah, this is kind of a dangerous beer. Good one to sneak into the movies. <laughs> and, you know, in my opinion, Perrin, Perrin does some really good beers. I think um, where they really excel and they shine are these big, gigantic beers like this one and, like, um, No Rules Porter. Yeah. Um, uh, Vietnamese Porter. And, I mean, just incredibly huge beers with tons of flavors and super complex. And they just seem to nail that. And this is no exception to that, you know. It's it's really solid. Now I've used cocoa nibs or cacao nibs, however you want to say it. I've used them in uh, my Robert de Habanero uh, chocolate vanilla habanero stout, and you know it's just busted up cocoa beans, and they've already been roasted, and I put them in my coffee grinder and actually kind of make a fine powder out of it versus uh, it's not a rough grind, but then it it turns it into a fine grind. And I'll tell you that it really imparts a thick chocolatey flavor to your beer if you use real cocoa nibs. 
So if you're a home brewer out there and you want to impart some real chocolatey flavor into your beer, you know, don't throw candy bars in there. I guess you could if you wanted to, but take my advice and and get some cocoa nibs and uh, grind them up. And they really do a great job. And I think that's what they did here with the cocoa nibs and vanilla and the lactose. So, You ever ground some cocoa nibs up and dusted them in your coffee? That would be a good idea. Before you brewed it? That sounds like a great idea. Well, and after you brew the beer, now I've used bigger pieces of it. And after you brew the beer, you just scoop those up, rinse the the trube off, and eat them. And they're like... (laughs) They're like chocolate peanuts almost. They have a sort of crunchy <laughs> texture to them. We try anything, don't we, home brewers? We're just uh, we, of course we do. <laughs> Doug's like the Native American. He uses every part of the buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait yeah, for it. Wasn't there a show out called, Hey, That's Weird, Let's Eat It? <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't, yeah. there is now. Or no, let's, no, it was like, hey, that's weird, let's brew it, or stuff like that. Wasn't <laughs> That'd that be the, a good um, show. The guys from uh, Brew Dog. Right. It's something like that. They'd collect, they collected the fog in San Francisco and made beer out of the fog water. Oh, what's, uh, 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 what's... It was the Brew Dogs. No, I know, but uh, it had to have the name. The fog has a name, and I forget what the name is. It has a fucking, it has a nickname. It's a silly, oh, San Francisco Fog? Yeah, it has a silly nickname, and I forget. But yeah, uh, they've given the fog. Yeah, they, 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 yeah. My guess is that would be the name of the beer. I'll have to look it up for you. Yeah. All right. So finally, to the top of the mountain, Jr. And if he's finished most of this beer, it should be an entertaining hey, review. Oh no! I still got about two thirds of it left. I've only. Just about done the first class. This is a 22 ounce. It's a big, it's a big hitter. I was uh, intending to drink this with Uncle Pete, but he was too cozy in his <laughs> at, at his own house. So he's in Rockwood, and I'm here. So I have to take one for the team and polish this bad boy off myself. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce you to Vlad the Second, Order of the Dragon, Bourbon Barrel Age Russian Imperial Stout, and this is the Neapolitan. Variant from Hailstorm Brewing in Chicagoland. Uh, I believe it's, oh, Tinley Park. Uh, Doug could probably verify that's, a, I think, a, either a suburb of Chicago or a, a part of Chicago. Um, yes, but, it is a, it's a southern suburb. All right. So that would be more White Sox than Cubs, right? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Well, it's a home run. Perhaps a grand slam by Jose Abreu, because uh, my only regret on opening this is that I didn't order more of this, because this is uh, outstanding beer. I'm just about done my first class, so I'm going to go ahead and fill it up before I review this. Um, But you already know it's going to be a positive review, because it's delicious. Uh, I just put a very thin, uh, again, cola beige color head on this. Lingers a little bit, but, you know, perfectly carbonated for the style. And when you smell this, it smells like, you know, I guess there's strawberry, vanilla, and, co- and chocolate flavors in this to get the Neapolitan profile, but the, the strawberry is the most noticeable on the nose. I don't really get much vanilla and uh, maybe a little bit of chocolate cocoa on the, the back end. 
So, uh, but it's uh, enough that it makes you real excited to want to taste it. So I'm going to take a sip. And it's, you know, again, the strawberry is uh, prevalent, but it really uh, is balanced very well by the other, by the vanilla and the chocolate. I would say probably the strawberry uh, jumps out at you the most, maybe 50% of the strawberry and then 25% of the chocolate and the vanilla balance it out really nicely. Um, that's just the perception, but uh, it's a really nice strawberry flavor. You know, a lot of these beers, you get that, uh, you know, uh, artificial flavors. This tastes like, really like the Neapolitan ice cream would. And it's even got, I don't know what, what it is. I don't think they had lactose in this, but it actually tastes, it really does taste like ice cream. Like it reminds you of that flavor. But I think what makes this beer exceptional is the base stout. And I have, uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Vlad, the Vlad, uh, series of beers from these guys it's just a nice real big full-bodied stout and that's what makes this beer you know and then uh, they have uh, different variants that they release throughout the year um and this particular one i remember it sold out much faster than some of the other variants and it was a you know a friend of mine who procured me this for me usually has no problem getting me you know, uh, a, a, a bottle or two of each of the releases of this. And he actually sent me a note saying, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get you this one. They they lowered the per-person allotment at the release, and uh, I guess he had a lot of other people clamoring for it. Well, fortunately, I guess maybe because I'm a, a loyal fan and order frequently through him, he was able to procure me a bottle from their August release. Nice. And, uh... Boy, is it a treat. And, uh, if you have a chance to ever get this beer or try it or you're going through uh, Chicago or, and stop by a hailstorm, I've never been to their tap room. Maybe Dugout can shine some light on it. But uh, all these flat variants are favorites of mine. And, again, uh, you know, you just get a the, – the, the base stout is just, you know, that, that full-bodied stout that you really like. Um and just sets the tone for the entire beer. I'm, I'm going to read from the label a nice description here. And most of it describes the base, which is fine with me. Brewed with 11 different malts and 6 different hop varieties, this huge Russian imperial stout is as complex as they come. Big hop flavor and clean malt with notes of chocolate, coffee, and roasty goodness. We age this beer in freshly dumped Kentucky bourbon barrels to bring a smooth flavor with mellow oak tones. Strawberries, vanilla, and cocoa nibs added. So, strawberries added. It doesn't say artificial. It says strawberries. So, maybe that's what uh, makes this beer so good. But there's vanilla and the cocos there, but the strawberries steal the show. And, and again, it's that nice, big, complex Russian Imperial Stout. I could just buy a Vlad with, with no variant, you know, no additives in it. It would be fantastic. But they've really mastered uh, a lot of great flavors. See if I can find. I wanted to just share this. I know Black Friday will be over by the time people uh, this episode airs, but on Black Friday they are releasing Maple and Blueberry uh, barrel oh, I saw coffee. that. I saw coffee that. Yeah, it was aged in one of our Vlad barrels by Smuggler's Coffee, so they're having actually coffee that was aged in a Vlad barrel. 
and then used in the beer. So that's pretty cool. And it says there's a mystery bottle. I happen to know that the mystery bottle is this Neapolitan. They brewed another batch because they felt bad about how uh, the, the, the last release, they didn't have enough to meet demand. But I will also tell everybody that the good news is uh, if you missed out on this release on December 1st, they're having a Santa's, a Santa's Cookies and Milk Stout release party. It says this year's version is a Samoa cookie-inspired imperial malt milk stout brewed with toasted coconut, caramel, cocoa nibs, and vanilla. Bottles and draft will be re- released both at Hailstorm and the Open Bottle. Oh, God. <laughs> so, that sounds good. Oh, God, if you're back in Chicago on December yeah. 1st. I'll pay you. We'll pay you. No, <laughs> no, not. I'm not back in Chicago till later in September. Or, sorry, December uh, for around Christmas time, holidays. I'll be there for an extended time, but a lot of places. Uh-oh. Last nope. weekend, I actually opened a bottle you know, of coconut. Um, you know, like, we've all been to enough breweries to say, like, oh, Industrial Park, cool. You know? <laughs> the, the, you know, Three Floyds, total Industrial Park. Um, it's yeah. that kind of location, you know, where you drive all through these businesses, and there it is, and you... It's a big warehouse and it opens up. And so I've been to a Vlad release before, a fun time. They have live music. Uh, they do have food available. It's a chill place. So uh, absolutely one of my favorites uh, when I hit Chicago. My um, I grew up on the south side. My parents lived in Tinley Park when they first got married. And uh, so big affection for that area. And I'm glad to see like something so killer and so world-class is there. Yeah, all the time I spent working in that region, and I never got to go to that one. That's one that's on my list still. And that was right off. That's right off I eighty expressway. Yeah. So yep. just really easy in and off. Not advocating drinking and driving uh, <laughs> for the Uber driver. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Pete, it's never too late. You're retired now. No, yeah, it's on my list. It's on my list. So I just want to mention that last weekend I had the coconut variant of this, and that was also an incredible, uh, maybe even more impressive than this one, if you can believe it. But uh, kudos to these guys. I mean, Vlad uh, the Second Order of the Dragon, Hailstorm just really kills it with their Vlad series. Um, and again, I think it's the the base stout that makes these beers so great. And it's great that you know you have a great base stout, and that you can make so many wonderful variants uh, from that so Vlad makes you glad hail to hailstorm Vlad makes you glad (laughs) uh, speaking of uh, barrel aged beers I know that uh, Atwater here in Detroit has just come out with a barrel aged vanilla java black stout and uh, I know they had one of the first beers I loved when I got back to the Detroit area was their Vanilla Java Porter. And uh, this Vanilla Java Black Stout is aged in Four Roses bourbon barrels. So it's kind of a, you know, it's kind of a stretch out for Atwater because I think, I don't think they had any other bourbon barrel aged beers prior uh, to this. So it's cool to see after the years and years they've been in business and uh, putting out their regulars. Uh, that they're stretching their their legs a little bit and trying some experimental things. Have you tasted that yet? No, I haven't seen it yet in the store. Did you see it? 
I have, but I think it is. I think it is out. I, I'm looking online right now. Yeah, it says Atwater Brewing on Thursday released its first ever barrel aged imperial stout, one based in least in part on its longtime stalwart porter. So, yeah, yeah, it should be out there. Keep uh, our eyes peeled. I'm pretty sure uh, Freeland Market got it recently. Oh, hmm. for this, for uh, not too far from Rockwood. <laughs> Okay, uh, cool. Certainly love Four Roses bourbon. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just wanted to also mention one last thing on this. You know, really nice legs on this uh, this Neapolitan. You know, there's a little sweetness to it, probably from the fruit and the cocoa nibs and vanilla, but, man, it's just delicious. I, I, I wish you were here enjoying it with me, Pete. I'd save you some, but I don't think it's going to survive the night. <laughs> well, again, you know, it's a holiday. Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. I was on mute. Yeah, next time, JR, I'm sure. Although you had oh, the yeah. coconut one last weekend and you didn't call me. <laughs> oh. oh, that was on poker night. You had to be at poker night for that one. Oh, I know. <laughs> so you had to buy in to taste that poker. beer. You did invite me to poker night, but I was at another beer uh, related <laughs> Then I am absolved. Event. You technically invited you. <laughs> yes, you are. You're safe. <laughs> Uh, for amusement only, of course. Yes. Well, good right, picks. Jack, anything? Good any picks. final? Uh, anybody want to care to pick the uh, winner of the Lions? What is it? Who are they playing? The Bears? They're playing the uh, Bears. The Bears. My. Oh, I know Doug's picking the Bears. I, until today, I was picking the Bears because Trubisky's not playing. Oh, so, he's not. No, he's 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 hurt. His shoulder. Oh, bummer. Yeah. They're actually just—they're just—they're just sitting him. He could play, but they're going to sit him out on this one. Well, wow. and just assume that it's like an easy out. But <laughs> but, but no Marvin Jones, no Carryon Johnson. But I mean, if they got Matt Stafford, no Mitch Trubisky, I'm picking the Lions. If Trubisky plays, then go bear down. <laughs> Quite honestly. Well, I I did lose my survivor pool last week, thinking that there was no way the Panthers. Would lose to the Lions, and they did. So, they pulled uh, the Lions. They did what the yeah, Lions would have done. Even when I need them to lose, they can't do it. Like that was clearly what the Lions would have done in that situation. Yeah, let's go for two. But I have no room to talk. My Eagles have no. Their starting secondary this weekend has four players that did not start the season on an NFL roster. So that's how bad the secondary is hurt. Golden Tate went from a four and six to a four and six. Pretty much. I wish he could play corner. Yeah. But the difference That's between... not a bad idea. Maybe I should dial up uh, Doug Peterson. Put Tate on D. There you go. But uh, That's about it here. Uh, you know what? I hope everybody enjoys their football, but uh, well, this will probably be released on Football Sunday. There'll still be a lot of football. Yeah. It's, so, the, it's uh, the Thanksgiving episode, though. So yeah. I want to thank everyone who's listened, who's downloaded ever. Who listens? Who tells people who listen? If you listen every week, thank you. The reason we keep doing this. So thank you, listeners. I thought that's what I'd really have to say. You know, and Thanks, uh, listeners. we did kind of blow it tonight. We forgot to invite everybody to join us in the beer. So you know what? We'll just do it now. So yeah. if you've listened to this entire episode and possibly could do that without having a beer with us, crack one open now. Hey, and you know, send us a note. Tell us what you want us to drink. Maybe, we'll do it. Maybe even have wine in a can, because I've seen that. <laughs> That's a thing now. 
Uh, I'm going to be passing on that one. You can review that, though. No, maybe people are listening. Maybe they're out of beer. Whatever. It's a holiday. It's a holiday. Enjoy the holiday. Enjoy your family. Enjoy the food. And uh, get ready for you know Christmas coming up. And Christmas lights, Christmas music. It's all right around the corner, folks. In my neighborhood, it's already Christmas. My neighbors have taken advantage of the nice weather. Like, there's tons of Christmas lights up already. That's because well, all that uh, stuff was in the stores on sale before Halloween. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and there's some great, fantastic beers being released on Black Friday, and we're going to just hold off on that until our next episode because we're going to be drinking some of those beers that we buy or that are typically released on Black Friday on our next episode. So look forward to seeing <clears throat> you back with us then. And I did want to mention one shout-out to the, uh, the Pilgrims who uh, – Stopped at Plymouth Rock. That was many years ago, mm-hmm. because they were running out of beer. Yeah, <laughs> and so now that they landed, and uh, history has uh, has been good to us as far as they found what was what was needed to make some good beer. And there's a bottle shop and over the by rest that is rock. History. Yeah, pulled the boat over the bottle shop. <laughs> I so read something today. That uh, there's a debate whether the first Thanksgiving was in Massachusetts or Virginia. I actually read an article that it was in Virginia. I mean, if, uh, Jamestown. I mean, it would make sense. It was the first well, settlement? Who knows? But that's uh, a debate for another show, another podcast, yeah. and another beer. Yeah. And before we go, just remind everybody we're on uh, Twitter at Beer Nuts Podcast, Instagram at Beer Nuts Podcast. You can always drop us a line. The electronic mail, Beerness Podcast, ChristopherMedia.net, BN. <laughs> All right, everyone, as they say in old Mexico City, AMF. If you like this show, please tell a friend. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. And thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.